Welcome, 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 boys and girls, geeks, nerds. I am beyond thrilled to have this particular Geek to Me Radio episode going on. We are joined by Jonathan Katz, you'll know him from Dr. Katz, Squiggle Vision, and Tom Snyder, the producer of Dr. Katz, who has got a new audio musical, which we're going to talk about. Stand by. We have with us on the line, we have Jonathan Katz and Tom Snyder. You'll know them from uh, the, the Squiggle Vision. If you were watching Comedy Central, you saw Dr. Katz, professional therapist. Uh, we are joined by both of these gentlemen. Thank you for agreeing to be on the show today. It's a pleasure. And I think we lost, actually, it looks like we lost Jonathan. We'll give him a call back here in just a second. Um, either it's, uh, either you lost him or maybe it's not a pleasure for well, that could be too. Um, yeah. That's very possible because I know, you know, it, it's not always pleasurable speaking to me, as my wife will attest. <laughs> but uh, so we, uh, we're going to get Jonathan back on the phone here in just a moment. But uh, talking with Tom now, the, uh, is anyone all right? I had a chance to listen to the musical, and I know it's based on the book The Careful Heart. Um, yes. That's, uh, did the book come first and then it was always in the back of your mind to do a musical or did it, uh, did it kind of like the book was out and like, Hey, I could probably do a musical with this. It kind of went the other way around. I was doing a musical, uh, all along because I, uh, it's a passion of mine to do musicals. And I thought I could do a book too, uh, which is so weird. And so I did the book and then I tell people, uh, and I tell the people that the musical is based on the book, but to, you, I'm telling the truth. I did the musical first and had the whole script and all the songs done. And then I retrofitted it back into a book, which was really fun. And I, I listened to it. It's very, uh, I'd say, bright and, and fun. Uh, did uh, I'm, I can't write music. I can kind of play it a little bit. But how did, uh, how did are, have you always been musically inclined? Is that something you just kind of wanted to say, this is what we're going to do? I know you've written some other musicals and everything like that as well. Yeah. Well, I... My, uh, I grew up in a musical uh, musicals family. You know, my sister is a professional actress, and my mother actually was on stage in, on Broadway. She was in Oklahoma and a lot of shows, uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein shows back in the 40s. So that was, that was so, I was the only straight um, Protestant non-New Yorker I knew who loved musicals um, as a kid. And... Uh, but I loved it. I'd go down to New York with my mom, and she'd take me backstage to meet. I met Richard Rogers, and I met, um, you know, all these these incredibly important people to me when I was seven or eight. And in 
during the intermission, I'd go into the men's room and sing all the songs. I didn't know that wasn't right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's always been in my blood. And I've always, you know, I've been writing them since I was about, about 18 or so. So as when uh, Jonathan and I did our, after we did our last animation project together about five years ago, I said, now it's time. It's time to write the musical. And, uh, it's fun. It's fun. I love the sort of romance. I, I'm, I love romance, and I'm not a really fabulous guy. I don't. Uh, I'm not like a dance choreography. Hey, let's do a show. So it's more of a, uh, it's more of a romantic comedy, um, with songs. Right, with musical it, interludes. Yeah, exactly. And I'm trying to come up with a name for that other than musical. Have one. Romantic comedy musical. Yes. Rom-com muse. How about that? Yeah. Rom. Rom-com muse. There we go. That we can we can work with that. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks. So so you listen to it. You know, I think a lot of guys don't like musicals. They shudder when their girlfriends or wives or friends tell them they've got to go to a musical because I think they're desperately afraid that people are going to burst into song. Um, with their faces, you know, very close to each other and sort of be singing loud love songs to each other. And I think I it might be a better of, world if that happened more often. People just burst into song, and I think we might have a better world around us. Yeah, yeah. It, well, one of the tricks I was using, actually, was uh, I wrote the whole thing um, with the narrator being not omniscient. So the narrator of the book... Um, doesn't know what people are thinking. And, and then I realized, oh, this is cool. The songs could be just people sort of singing to themselves and the audience all the time and not at and with each other um, to express what's going on in the back of their mind as opposed to... So they're not singing, if I loved you time and again, I would... Uh, they're not doing that. It's more like being reflective about, man, what is happening here? And... Um, you know, what's happening to me? What is she thinking? So I think singing and songs are a pretty good way to get at that. Um, and even on stage. And they're not, they're not pop songs. I don't know if you picked that up. You know, there are a couple that have sort of a groove to them. But for right. the most part, they're very old school type songs. Yeah, they sound kind of jazzy and upbeat. But yeah, I agree they don't have that, that pop uh, quality to them. Uh, the one I like best, it, I've, it's kind of going around my head, is I'd Rather Be Him. That was probably my, one of my favorite songs from the whole audiobook. Oh, that's, thank you. Um, someone told me it's sort of a love song between two men. Um, I, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, because they're comparing. But again, I don't know if you're aware of it. Even in that song, even though they're both singing it, they, they're not singing it to each other. They right. can't even hear each other singing. Yeah, they're kind of off in their own corners of the dining room, kind of doing their singing yeah. kind of to themselves. Yeah, that's right. And one's thinking I'd rather be him. And the other guy is thinking, well, I'd rather be him. Uh, so they're having an argument without... Um, it's very, you know, Remember in Annie Hall when you can sort of see what they're thinking when they're on a date? Uh, right. Uh, it's a little bit like that effect. Um, now, uh, so I'm, I'm very uh, proud of you that as, a, as a man in your mid-somethings. 
<laughs> you must be in your mid-somethings. I, I am actually squarely in my mid-somethings. That's actually a well, a well put, yes. Yeah, uh, but you would commit to listening to a whole musical. Uh, and uh, now the, the way you can complete this act is tell all of your friends to, to uh, listen to it and write reviews on audible.com because it's a really weird animal. It's, it's an audio book. Right. Uh, but with actors and, and orchestra and uh, singing. And so uh, it's very hard to, you know, when I first was talking to audible.com about putting this book on tape, as they used to say, uh, they said, well, it's it just, it's a regular book, right? And I said, no, not, not exactly. Uh, so they wanted to know, they wanted to know what it was called. Too. So I called it an audio musical. See, I'm going to stick with rom-com muse. And I won't even take yeah. a percentage of the, of the proceeds for this. I'll just I'll let you have that one. You're just <laughs> starting off leaving money on the table. Well, I, you know, I, when I like a product, I like to see it succeed. But yeah, we'll definitely. Uh, I've actually, <laughs> my uh, my wife actually teaches uh, at a fine arts academy, and I told her I said you need to listen to this because we, you know, it's one of those things where I was just having a conversation with a friend. That's what you do now when you're traveling. You're going on your commute. A friend of mine has an hour and ten minute commute to his job. People pull up podcasts and people listen to audiobooks, and this is the perfect thing to do um, to, to pass the time if you're in a car ride. Uh, it's mobile. You can take it anywhere. I've got it on my phone, and I was listening to it again on the way over here, actually, to the radio station. So it's really uh, kind of a fun way to, to spend your car ride or your commute to work or if you're just hanging out. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot of articles recently, sort of more academic articles about whether they're listening to audiobooks uses the same part of the brain as reading a book. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, there's seeing that it actually does. It, um, it has almost an identical effect on t in terms of cognition. And so it's, it is by far the fastest growing segment of the publishing industry. For a while there, it was, you know, print. And then it was digital books. And now it's audiobooks are uh, growing much faster than either of those two forms of publishing. Right, yeah, it's just the, the online age. I mean, this is the perfect... The, the, you, you wrote this for just the right period of time, which is fantastic. Yes. Normally, I'm about 10 years too early on everything I do. Um, <laughs> don't, you, don't you think Squiggle Vision was 10 years too early? I, I, going back and watching it, to me, I, I was watching uh, some... You know, re-watching some episodes of Dr. Katz uh, before the show, and I, I, it's, to me, I love it. It's just it's the nostalgic aspect, but yeah, it's a little bit ahead of its time. But it, it still is so perfect. Uh, could you just say that a couple? No, you said it. <laughs> That's enough. It was crazy. Hey, um, when John gets... Uh, where is John? This is so John. We've got him actually... I, said that. I don't want that to leave this room, but this is so John. This, this uh, conversation or what you're about to say? No, the, the, the fact that he's not here right now. Because you know, he, he and I talked to each other several times today on the phone, and he kept on saying... How, what are you going to be talking to? And I said, you know, I think I'm going to talk to him on my phone. And I thought he was kidding, but he wasn't. He said, I don't know, maybe I'll have a microphone set up or a, I'll do a landline with a mic through the landline. And I was saying, you know, just a phone might work. <laughs> and we actually do have, we actually do have uh, Jonathan on the other line. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and see uh, what the snafu was with the uh, operating system. So stand by with us. We're talking with Jonathan Katz and Tom Snyder. We'll be right back.
He'd rather be me I'd rather be him That's just how I feel Completely preposterous He asks all about Welcome me. back to geek to me Radio. We've got Jonathan Katz on the phone. I apologize for uh, the snafu with the mechanical stuff earlier, but thank you for uh, sticking with us. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I have to apologize. Can you both hear me? Yeah, you sound fine now. Yeah. Coming back from the break, that was I'd Rather Be Him, which Tom and I were discussing. And it, uh, it's part of the audio musical, Is Anyone All Right? And you can go to the, uh, the website for that. You can get them on Amazon. We're going to have a link up on geek to me Radio a little bit later on. The show, Dr. Katz, uh, we were just, Tom and I were just talking about that, on from 1995 to 2002, Cable Ace Award, a primetime Emmy, I, uh, just a litany of, and all the people you work with on that show. I was going back, kind of reviewing it for my own sake, and the, the list of people you had on. Did you mention the Peabody Award? The Peabody Award, yes, I did. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, the Cable Ace Award, Peabody Award, Emmy Award. Um, just outstanding work on that show. And when when you guys started that show, was there any idea that would it be such a phenomenon? Book of the Month Club Award. Book, Book of the Month Club Award, yes, exactly. <laughs> and uh, there were a couple others. I mean, if I, if I were to hey, stay here and list them all, we'd hey, be here all night. Me. Jim, is Tom on this call with us? Because I can't hear his voice. Tom, I believe we are. Uh, let me try to get him back. But we're having some issues with the phone. He's not on at this very second. Okay. Um, but I think he was He was listening via the website as well. So, I, uh, oh, okay. yeah, we're trying to work out the phone situation. I apologize. That's okay. I, I go through this all the time. It's taken me years to get good at recording phone calls uh, or, list, or patching people in together. Um, but... Uh, did you have, I'm sorry, if you asked me a question, I totally lost track of it. <laughs> That's okay. I do that myself sometimes with the questions I ask myself. Um, I was just saying with, with all the, uh, you know, being on the Comedy Central for all those years and the, just the litany of talent you had on the show, when you, were, when you and Tom were coming up with a concept for Dr. Katz, professional therapist, when you guys were starting off, did you have any idea like, man, this is going to be it. This is going to be the show. No. None at all. So you yeah, you were I, pleasantly I surprised. Hoping, <laughs> yeah, I just was hoping not to embarrass my family. That's well, the truth. Yeah, then see that that's what gets me up out of bed every day in the morning is hoping not to embarrass yeah. my family. So I, I can relate to you on there. But just the the but, going on to some of the, uh, no, the t- go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I had no idea it was going to catch on the way it did. It's really pretty remarkable. Um, it just started as a very small local experiment because mm-hmm. we were living very close to each other, Tom and I. And uh, initially, I would ask comedian friends if they want to do the show. And then people started asking me. So it just was so much fun. And I would get paid to go to work and laugh for six hours, mostly induced by John Benjamin, (laughs) who still cracks me up. Um, But uh, I I don't know. It's how much Tom talked about what, what the show means. But the part that we liked best, I think, was the relationship between Dr. Katz and his son mm-hmm. and his receptionist. And the fact that there were these brilliant comedians on the show just was made it much more marketable for Comedy Central. And kind of, a, it was 11 minutes we didn't have to write each week. Right, and talking about the comedians you had on there, you had Ray Romano, Louis C.K., Kevin Meany, Joy Bear, John Stewart, Mitch Hedberg, Wanda Sykes, Stephen Wright, Emo Phillips, Kathy Griffin, 
Uh, you even had uh, just recently uh, we lost Gary Shandling and Joan Rivers. You had them on the show. Um, so yep. it must have been just just an amazing atmosphere to be in there with so much creative uh, comedy juices flowing. Yeah, and sometimes I, I was just at home uh, on the phone and talking to people in L.A. where they were being recorded there. And other times I would travel to L.A. like to meet Gary Shandling, who was one of my heroes. Mm-hmm. And we actually became friends and uh, sad to lose him so young. Absolutely, it was. Yeah, I mean, everyone seemed shocked when uh, when the news came down. It just seems like t- the 2016 has been horrible to uh, uh, celebrities. I mean, it's just it, we've we've lost uh, uh, Alan Rickman and we just lost Gene Wilder. Uh, but it just seems like the, the the past couple of years actually have just been relentless uh, with the amount of yeah. fantastic talent that we've lost. Yeah, it is pretty odd. So many people in one year. What do you attribute that to? Uh, I think global warming. Uh, that, I'm just going to, I'm spitballing here, but yeah. that'd be my yeah. first inclination. No, you know, I, I had figured out my first joke of this interview, mm-hmm. but, you know, I always gauge Tom Sanders' laugh to see if it's worth it. But he's not on with us, so I have to gauge your laugh. I think actually, we, we, I think we now have Tom on the line. Tom, can you hear us? I, I can. Perfect. Yeah, We've got you both. Oh, so I, I need to apologize to both of you because. I am wearing noise cancellation headphones, and I can't hear anything. <laughs> is that, John, is that your first joke? Yeah, because yeah, I, I waited until you, I knew you were on the line. I couldn't really catch it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. Um, I thought, you know, John, one thing I was, um, one thing you were cons- concerned about earlier today was that you couldn't pronounce our interviewer's name. And so I, can we just get that over with now? James. Yeah. James. James. I know. I, can you say that, mind if we call James. you James? Do you mind if we call you Glenn? Not at all, actually. No, no. No, James. James. James is easy. I have a a grandson with that name. Oh, do you? Yeah. It's a good name. I was I was actually named after my grandfather. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was named by my sister. Uh oh, this this is a bad route. No, my my sister <laughs> named me. My sister named me Jonathan after a. a a poem called Jonathan Joe. Well, how did your sister Milne. get the name you? But she was already two and a half. <laughs> See, it could have gone a lot worse for you, Jonathan, because I had a, a friend of mine. He was uh, four or five when his younger sister was born, so he got to pick out her middle name, and her middle name is Tila from He-Man. So, so you got Jonathan. It could have, it yeah. could have gone a lot worse. Yeah, no, I, I got off very easily there. <laughs> So, okay, James, yes. I just wanted to get some sense of um, what's your net worth. My net worth can be yeah, measured can um, be measured in coins that can be rolled. Actually, it's it's pretty small. If yeah, you if you have I'm, about, I'm, I'm I'm just trying to be a goofy. No, no. But um, yeah, but I, were, you were wondering, weren't you wondering what a guy like him makes? Oh yeah. That's something I, I would like to ask. Let me ask you as, as uh, in as subtle a way as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. James, what does a guy like you make? Well, I, I appreciate your subtlety. First off, let me just say that. Yeah. And I, I'd say I make just enough to cover the gas money to the radio station and back home. And do, do you have a wife and kids or just a wife? Just a wife. And we have a dog. And what's your wife's name? My wife's name is Laura. Do you think she'd find me attractive? 
Well, no, I, I, I don't know about I'm her, but I certainly do. I'm just going to put it out there. I mean, you know, <laughs> I know we've already missed Man Crush Monday, but I, you know, I'll, I'll admit. Oh, stop. <laughs> you, you are so sweet. Um, so let me let me ask you who um who makes you laugh as as a professional comedian who who is someone I know you mentioned Gary Shandling earlier is there someone else out there uh, who just well, this is the guy who's I my comedy guy I mentioned two people Don Marrero who you know probably from Dr. Katz and his other work and a guy who died many years ago named Ronnie Shakes who's uh, I'll tell you two of his jokes if I may sure. He was just a great joke writer. Uh, he said, I've been in therapy for 12 years, and yesterday my shrink said something that brought tears to my eyes. No obling grace. <laughs> that, that's, that's his most famous joke. But my favorite joke is, um, I just blew 5,000 bucks on the reincarnation seminar. I figured, what the hell, you only live once. <laughs> See, that's, that's why I can't do comedy, because it's like, uh, it's what they say, uh, you know, why engineers are bad at comedy timing. Oh, I like that. Ah, <laughs> that very good. I get hey, it. You know, I, get I, it. I, I heard you talking to Tom about music, and you should know that he is incredibly modest about his mu- music, music talent. He is truly one of the best musicians I've ever met understands music, and writes great music. Which leads me to this next song. <laughs> so not me to know. Is that part of, that's not part of your audio musical, is it, Tom? It is. It is, yeah. It's uh, song number seven, to be specific. Oh. Um, John, what about some of the yeah. songs uh, I wrote for you? Do you sing them anymore? Names. I just love to drop them things. What you get from dropping names of the folks that live in L.A. Yesterday I was having lunch with Jeffrey Katzenberg. By the way, he sends his best to you. And you. And you. <laughs> yep. Tom Camona could write a lyric that had the name Jeffrey Katzenberg in it. That is pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. Because there's not a lot that can rhyme with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you guys for just a moment. We're gonna take another quick break so that uh, okay. we can pay our bills. We've got some exciting commercials. I know a couple of you requested some of those uh, some of those commercials coming up, so we got those for my audience here. We'll be back with more from Jonathan Katz and Tom Snyder talking about Dr. Katz and, of course, is anyone all right? We'll be right back. Welcome back to Geek Me Radio. This particular segment brought to you by Hendel's Restaurant. Hendel's located in beautiful, historic Florissant. You just go right up there on St. Dennis Street. Look over their menu at hendelsrestaurant.com. Coming up, Wine Down Wednesdays. All their bottles of wine are half price. They have a special appetizer menu. It's fantastic atmosphere. It used to be an old grocery store back in the turn of the century, uh, turn of the 20th century, just to be clear. And right now they've converted it. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. It's nice weather coming up here. We're in the start of fall now. 
go and sit out in their patio, have a seat on their porch, have some of their specialty signature cocktails. My wife said it is the best spinach dip she's ever had in her life. And if that's not a ringing endorsement, I don't know what is. Hendel's Restaurant, I know it's coming up on 4 o'clock. You might not have dinner plans yet. You can give them a call at 314-837-2304 or go to the website, hendelsrestaurant.com, make some reservations. They also have a fantastic Sunday brunch. So if you already have dinner plans, that's fine. Go hit them up tomorrow. Get some Sunday brunch at Hendel's. Christina and Nathan are fantastic people. They'll take great care of you. Their staff is excellent. Check them out again, hendelsrestaurant.com. That little music number you heard coming back from the break is from the audiobook musical, Is Anyone All Right? And we have the author, Tom, on the phone with us, as well as Jonathan Katz. Uh, what I was intrigued with, Tom, I know it's based on the book, uh, The Careful Heart. Uh, this, the setting is so specific in this pub that serves one sandwich, and they've got you know a very limited menu kept alive by the, the college uh, alumni who'd hit it big. Is this based on someplace you know, actually? Yes, it, it is. It's, uh, um, a lot of times, it, it's funny, uh, in college towns and small, small college towns, for one thing, you know, when you're a junior or a sophomore in college, you'll see these guys who are hanging around the college town because they, they don't know where else to go. They're kind of big men on campus. And there was a pub like that um, in, at the college I went to outside of town. It was run by these, these guys who they couldn't give up the college life. And mm-hmm. so they just wanted to make sure it was you know, always going to be in business. So it was based on a... Tom, can I, Tom, can I cut you off for one second? Please. I, I was a big man on campus at Phoenix University, which is an online. Uh, okay. That's impressive, because that's the whole yeah. internet. It then is basically your domicile. That's yeah, impressive. It's so big. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, uh, I'm sorry. Just to watch you enter a room at Phoenix University. Oh, Christ Almighty! The kind of data I would stream. Yeah, chicks loved it. Yeah. <laughs> So the the two of you collaboratively came up with with Squiggle Vision. How did that come about? Well, Squiggle Vision actually was something that that I I was did not come up with. That was uh, an algorithm that was created by Tom Snyder, and I I ran it by my guys, and uh, they were not interested. <laughs> so so Tom Tom was the foreman on that then, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But Tom had a, he had a company. Oh, I'm sorry, Tim. No, that's all right. Uh, go ahead. No, I was going to ask if you had told James the story about the off-site retreat where um, Rick apologized for showing up late. I don't think... No, it's not a, it, it's oh, not a good oh. story. No, it's a great story. Rick Abrams was a guy who ran Tom's company for many years, and one day he apologized for being late. And this this is where I always get it wrong, Tom. Maybe you can get it right. You know the story I have in mind? No. No, this is oh, great. This is know, a perfect time oh, for me to learn it, though. Okay. So, so Rick apologized because the re- he said the reason he was late is because his sister's a necrophiliac. That's an interesting excuse. I'll, I'll give him yeah. that. Well, but John, I have continue. never heard you get a story so completely wrong. <laughs> And then he, he meant to say narcoleptic. <laughs> <laughs> That's spectacular. 
he had just been he was driving a van, and there was a young woman in the front seat with him who worked in our company, and we were all going to a trade show, and he had just found out he had narc um, narcolepsy. Narcolepsy. Is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and he 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 got the name confused, and he turned to her in front of the whole company while he was driving, and he said, <laughs> "I do have." A touch of necrophilia, but I don't want you to worry about it. Well, yeah, hopefully she would. She would have no reason to worry. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you a third version of that story. Many Rick was in the You're bank having sex with many dead people. <laughs> that's yeah. That now see, that's probably the worst version of the story right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Vision, John. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, I, I can actually explain it to you because it's based on, on human error, as we, or as we say in New York City, human error. Human error, yes. Yeah, and Tom can take it from you because that's as much as I know. Yeah, that's also not true. Okay. <laughs> See, I don't know what to, I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> no, but I, I, uh, I had, there was a, a bartender of mine who was a fantastic illustrator and she drew very cute pictures and i was um i was putting together this show this idea for a tv show and um i asked her if she could draw the characters in animated form she said well i can't animate so she just i said make the dr cat's character as cute as those bunnies you draw so she drew just the cutest pictures of jonathan and I, um, that night I wrote a computer program that would take the still illustrations she had drawn and animate them, sort of make them wiggle. And she came in the next day and it was animated. And so I took that uh, to the West Coast, and a friend had introduced me to someone who ran Comedy Central, worked at Comedy Central, and... Actually, it wasn't called Dr. Katz at that point. It was called Shrinkwrap. Okay, I like and that. that. And they said, gee, it's, it looks like a great idea for a show. I was playing all the voices, and they said, but you need talent, which hurts. <laughs> Ouch, yeah. Um, but what they meant was someone, a professional like Jonathan. So uh, I just went to the funniest guy I'd ever met. Well, I had not met him, but I'd never, ever heard in my life uh, doing stand-up and doing movies and He's just, he, uh, I am very lucky to be Jonathan's friend. He's the funniest guy I've ever met still, except when he tells stories. <laughs> oh. Well, I think uh, by the sense. third time the story came out, I think it was actually better. I think it's an evolving art form. Oh, well, that's probably it, true. Yeah. Tom, do you know the story about, uh, didn't you have one Asian woman working at TSP? An Asian woman? Yeah, working at Tom Snyder Productions. Before we get to that story, I, I'll, I'll let you guys collaborate amongst yourself. We're going to take another quick break. Sorry about that. We'll be right back. We've got Tom Snyder and John Katz on the phone with us. We'll be right back after this. Should I see her tonight or should I not? What would I say to her? Another one of the numbers from Is Anyone All Right? An audio musical by Tom Snyder. 
And that can be found on audible.com, which is an Amazon company. So you can just go straight to Amazon if you already have your Amazon account and download it for your iPhone, iPad, computer, whatever you'd like to listen to it on. Uh, so I guess we talked a little bit about uh, necrophilia in the last break, oddly enough. And uh, we were going to be discussing about an Asian woman, I think. Oh, no, I, I thought, of something, thought of something more to the point is that while, while I was on hold with you guys, I memorized the binary code. Oh, fantastic. We were just talking about the, the code for squiggle vision, so that, that's a good segue. Oh. Yeah, yes. one, zero, one, zero. Tell me when to set. Um, now, that's not as funny as I thought. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say how far you'd go. Yeah. Hey, James, no, if I that... seem a little... If I seem a little rattled, I have to apologize. I had my DNA tested and it came back negative. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, what were you asking? No, I was. I was just going to. I was. I thought there was a story coming about uh, an Asian lady who worked at uh, Tom Snyder Productions. Yeah, yeah, John, tell me about that because um, I have oh, you no may idea not what know you're story. Oh, this has to do with with Melissa Gowski, who used to work for Tom, and. She was walking upstairs. I was walking behind her, and she turned to me and she said, "Do you smell Chinese?" And she opened the door, and there was this one woman who happened to be Asian who works at Townside Productions. But that's that's not a great story. <laughs> but was she, oh my god! Yeah, there were 170 people who worked there, and um, <laughs> there were many many Asians. Yeah. Jack, you know, my, my mom used to do this to me at dinner. <laughs> She'd say, Tom, tell the joke about the horse who couldn't spell. And I oh. had no, and then I'd realized the joke, and I said, but, Mom, that's the punchline. Now I can't oh, tell. No. So I wonder, yeah. I wonder yeah. if our mothers were related then, because uh, I, I used to get the same thing, actually, Tom. You did? Yeah. She said, tell the, joke, yeah. tell the joke about the one-armed man who you have to wave to get out. I'm like, no, 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 that, that, you, just, you just gave away the joke. That's it. Yeah, but right. then everyone says, no, 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 tell it. Tell it. <laughs> and so you actually have to tell the whole joke. <laughs> See, that's why, I yeah. like, that's why I like to tell short jokes. That way if someone does press me to tell something, it's over in a minute, and I can just go back to being embarrassed. Yeah. Hey, James, I, I heard you talking to Tom saying that you play, you play music, but you don't write music. What what instrument do you play? Uh, I used to play the upright bass. Um, I started out really? in the violin, uh, playing the violin, and my brother said I sounded too much like Jack Benny, and I really needed to stop, so I moved over to the bass. Yeah, I'm guessing it was your older brother. Yes, he was. Good call. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The bass. You played upright bass or bass guitar? Upright bass. I wasn't cool enough wow. to do the to the, do the bass guitar. Yeah, that's a great instrument. Both of those. I used to study the violin. In fact, I was when I was younger, I was a child prodigy. Really, that's uh, impressive. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, but do you remember any of the music you played on the violin? On the violin, let's see. We played. Uh, we had to play uh, "Eine Kleine Nacht" music by Mozart. Um, Can we, we all sing a little of that? You want to sing it? Yeah. Let's bum, sing it bum, together. Bum, 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 how does it start? Bum 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 bum. So you're doing the violin part, and I'm doing the bass. That's perfect. We could, we, right. should, we could take this on the road, guys. 
I think we have. <laughs> um, but uh, I only got as far as Vivaldi, the symphony in A, but that was years ago. And see, Vivaldi, I, you brought him up. He's actually one of my, I love the Four Seasons by Vivaldi. It's one of my favorite uh-huh. musical pieces. It what is wonderful. Yeah. At your wedding. At my wedding? <laughs> yeah. At my wedding, we actually played a little bit of uh, swing. We had some Dean Martin, some Frank Sinatra, uh, some Sammy Davis yeah. Jr. Yeah, uh, Dean Martin was such an underrated singer. I agree. Yeah, everyone, everyone talks about Frank Sinatra, but you know Dean Martin. I think uh, actually we did uh, for, with the cake cutting ceremony. We played the uh, "Promise Her Diamonds and Lots of Champagne." Wait, that's the one we had played uh, for that cake cutting part of the Boy. ceremony. I can hear people tuning out all over the country. <laughs> it was, it's not just me hearing that. Good. I was afraid I was the only one hear, hearing that song. No, that you, song. Know what, you know what song of his that I loved was, Oh, it's lonesome in this old town. It's going back to Houston, I think, was the name of the song. I, I never really hit the charts. I, just, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, know if I'm why. familiar with that one. I oh, yeah. found something interesting about you, too. What's that? One of you, one of you talks... Very slow by nature, and right. one of you probably talks very fast by nature. That would be me. Yeah, so it's really Great. fun That's to hear yeah. different vocal speeds. Of <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm purposely mixing it up because normally I do talk very slow, and I don't want people to get confused as to who is speaking for the radio. Hey, so. James, I, and I hope this isn't mean spirited, but one one of the, one of the things in animation is truly gold. Mm-hmm. This is a speech impediment, if it's used correctly. Um, and there's a commercial I heard for um, fertilizer. And this guy has an amazing impediment right. that he loves to animate. I, yeah. I did hear that commercial, actually. Yeah, that's one of our most requested commercials on the station, actually. Yeah, it's, I would love to animate that. Well, I, I can talk to our salesperson and see, if, uh, see what we can do. Jeff, did you hear the ad for guns that you, you don't I want did. to buy them online because yeah. you want to be able to smell them? You want to hold it. You want to hold it. Oh, I thought she yeah. said smell it. Oh, did she? Well, you want yeah, to use all five of your senses, I think, with anything you purchase. That's yeah. my personal opinion. You want to use all five of your senses. Yeah. Boy, that, that is, is, so... uh, what's the, are you in St. Louis or Louisville? St. Louis. St. Louis. And is that an open carry city? You know what? I think we just passed law legislation recently where I think they're moving in that direction, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Are you packing um, right now? I am not packing currently, no. Yeah. So hard to tell on radio. It is, yeah. Well, yeah. plus I'm sitting yeah. down, so you wouldn't really be able to tell. Yeah. yeah. Jim, do you think that you can get brain cancer by using an iPhone for too long? I don't think so. No, I think I think that's a false positive. I think uh, that's just part of. I think that's Samsung coming out with false publicity to try to hurt iPhone sales. Hmm. Can you ex- can you tell my uh, my internist that your theory before he operates? I will no, do that. Absolutely, I'd be happy to consult. No, I, yeah, I know. I, I think you're right. I think that's just a, a marketing ploy. I think anything anything you do too much of, like too much diet soda will give you this and too much, you know, anything, everything in moderation. So as long as you're not constantly, because I know you went to your, your uh, plugged in your earphones so you'd be able to talk that way uh, for our interview right now. So I, I, I think you're probably safe. Yeah. Joe, what are you talking into? 
I was speaking into the into the iPhone, but I'm not wearing headphones because I realize that if you, you have to have your headphones plugged in, you can't hear the phone ring. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Unless you're wearing them, yeah. Well, see, so yeah, then now the the new iPhone, they don't have that jack in there anymore, so you don't have to worry about that anyway. Oh, that's right. It's wireless. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. But we are going to uh, we're going to take one more very quick, just one minute break, so we can come back and regroup. We'll finish up with Tom Snyder and Jonathan Katz right after this. Please stand by. Hello. My name is Sylvester McCoy. I want you to listen to Geek to Me Radio. Otherwise, if you don't, I'll cry. We are back for our final segment of the show. This segment brought to you by Fantasy Shop, the official comic book store of geek to me Radio. Four locations around the St. Louis area. St. Charles on Zumbel Road, South County on Baptist Church Road, Florissant on Lindbergh Boulevard, and Maplewood on Manchester. Fantasy Shop, it's a comic book experience. You don't just go there just to buy your comic books or your collectibles or your gaming stuff. You go there for that, but it's more the experience. You walk into the store and it puts off a vibe. You feel like you're someplace special. There's a lot going on. They have different game nights. They have contests. They, I think they have a silent auction that ends tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. You can check out that and more at their website, fantasyshoponline.com. They've been in business since 1981, and they've expanded. They've gone from one store in St. Charles, four stores now across the area, and obviously they're doing something right. In this economy, if you've got a business that's been in business that long and you're growing, you're doing the things the right way. So check them out, fantasyshoponline.com, the official comic book store of geek to me Radio, and we're very proud to have them sponsor us. We're also very proud to have our two guests on, Tom Snyder and Jonathan Katz. Uh, Tom has the musical, Is Anyone All Right? It's an audio musical that you can get on audible.com. And as we're wrapping up, gentlemen, um, the, the characters that you have in the musical, are they also based on people you knew, Tom? Um, in the musical? Um, yeah, in, in the book and then obviously on the musical, too. Yes, it was. That's me, the main character who has OCD, who's obsessive, who uh, worries too much. That's me. That is me every day. And it was about how I hang out in bars. And um, the woman is my wife uh, that I fall in love with. And the, the guy who's sort of a, uh, he's called Dirk. Dirk, I yes. I him Dirk uh, so I could remember um, that he's a dick. Am I allowed <laughs> to say that on AM? Right. It, just, it just happened, so I, I think we're good. Okay, good. But, yeah, those are all people that I've encountered in bars. Um, so was there an Antoinette? Yes. No, don't, doesn't everybody have sort of this nemesis person that you felt so madly in love with that you could never dare to even talk to, and then when you finally do, you find out it's not the right person for you? Yeah, and I think that's what it really is appealing about the musical is everyone can relate to this story. Yeah. I mean, do you have someone like that in your life, or does your wife listen to this station? She listens, so we'll talk later on. Uh, no, there's no one like that. Yeah, God, I got crushes all the time, and then, and then, uh, I, I, I behaved. Uh, wait a minute, I'm, I have to step uh, onto a boat right now. Can you believe it? 
timing is perfect. Well, there it goes. I'm glad. I'm glad we timed out perfectly. We've been joined by Jonathan Katz and Tom yeah. Snyder. Thank you very much for being part of Geek to Me Radio, gentlemen. Have a great afternoon. Thank you.